Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome everyone to Tuesdays with Torah, our special Lagba Eimer edition. Right before Lagba Eimer, we have to learn what is Lachavah right. We have to learn what exactly we're doing and what the power is. So hang on because this is amazing. Most of this is from Amalek Biriman and a very, very good source. And he brings his own, a lot of the sources. So first of all, first of all we're smack in the middle of the Eimer and the Eimer... We have to realize that when we counted the Eimer, the uh, Yidin counted to uh, Kabbalah Satera, and they counted through tough times, good times, and we, we think sometimes we're the only ones that have tough times, but they had tough times also. So they had, they go, imagine going to a place and having no water, right? We, we, we have our water bottles everywhere. Right, we even have seltzer. You know, if uh, we, right, imagine not having water for three days. It was rough. It was very, very rough, and it was a difficult time for them. Can you imagine laying there starving? I'm going to starve to death. This is the Yidden. Yet, yeah, you know what they did? They continued counting. It's pretty cool. You don't think about that. They counted the Omer. They counted. They had. They said, you know what? We're going to make it. It's difficult, but we're going to make it. So that was her feed them. And then they had doubts of Amuna when they when when and when they came to uh, Amalek. Imagine a, a, a nation coming, the Arabs coming to what they weren't Arabs. They were worse than Arabs because Arabs are at least our cousins. But this was Amalek, the sworn enemies of the of the uh, of Soinus Yaakov. They were coming to annihilate us. They were the Hamans. They were the the uh, Amalekim. They came to annihilate us, and we still counted. So. That teaches us, even in our times, we should still have hope, we should count. Even if times are difficult, we should count, and better times are coming, and we're coming to the uh, Kabbalah Satira. Okay, so now we're coming to this tomorrow night, not tomorrow night, Thursday night, is Lag Baimer. Hoyit and the Bnei Yisrael writes that it was confirmed that from many, many truthful sources, he says, he says that at the Tzion of the Rajbi, if you, go, if you still have, if they let you in for COVID, I'm not sure if they do, because Israel is crazy. Um, but if they let you in for, then, then it's their Arnisim, and it's very, very interesting. He says that the joy is supernatural. Anyone went uh, to, from her own to, anybody went? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So tell me this is not true. When I've gone, it's like you're coming out. You say to him, he says, "Bnei Yisrael says it's it's Yom Kippur inside, and and Simchas Torah outside, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's true. I try to say the whole Tillam, and it's squashed, and it's 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 oppressive, and people are crying their hearts out, and it's um, it's it's very very somber, very serious. But then when you finish and you go outside, and it's party time, 
And what's amazing is, is that you went, everyone, it's amazing is that everybody's happy, right? You're happy, right? Why are you happy for? What, did, did your, is your best friend getting married? Are you getting married? Are, is your, your kid or, no, it's the marriage of Rabbi Shemayichai who you never knew. It's a Hilula. But yet, there's a certain amount of simcha. I'm not saying it's the happiest day of your life, but there's a certain simcha that's infusing you and it's unexplainable. And nobody told me, no, there's no simcha. I was depressed, I came in depressed, I left depressed. No, it was, uh, it was, it was great, it was, a, it was great simcha. And the Menei Sassar says that that's the uh, true, he says that, um, actually Rabbi Ram Ram describes the joy. He says, you never saw true happiness in his whole life if you don't go there. So we have to make, not this year when it's COVID restrictions, when Ritz Hashem next year, Rashi, not here, we're not there anyway, we have to make a trip there. Um, he says, he describes it, he says the true happiness. He says some people are jumping like deer. Some people are singing, drinking, clapping, dancing. He says, he imagines when he's there, that Mashiach had come, and we were at Simchas Beis Sheheva. That's how, uh, e- even people... That don't go, he says, should be happy in his honor. Because that's Rav Shemarichah. He wants the whole people, right? He, he was the one that's the Chidah. So, why, why do we celebrate? So, there's a couple of reasons. The Beis Yosef says that we stop dying. But that's a problem. The problem is, none there's none left. And <laughs> they're all the Tamidim. A terrible, ter- you know, like, what do you mean they stopped dying? So, rather, he says, it's due to... Uh, the continuation of Torah because and, and this is the most amazing thing is like can you imagine a Rebbe loves Rebbe loves um, loves his Talmudim right it's, it's a fact and just like when you, when you learn with somebody I don't know if you, have, you had Chavrusis you get very close to them and if you learn help somebody in learning it's even more you work with them and it, you, you love them even more it's like it's like it, it's a true thing imagine having a Rebbe having all this love for so many Talmudim and losing them one by one, 24,000 of them. It's, it's not normal. What would a person do? Any normal person would go nuts. Would, would go on, on, on high doses of meds and lock himself away. That's what I would do. I mean, it never happened to anyone. But that's, that's a natural reaction. You cannot, a normal, normal human being can't, can't, can't take such pain. So well, what did he do? He went on. And he didn't lose it. He didn't lose his mind, which is amazing. It's the message of hope. He went and he continued the, the Torah through Shemayichai and through the other Talmidim he, that he set up. Shemayichai was one of them. Five Talmidim. And he continued Torah. And we ha- we're sitting here learning Torah only because of that hope and that trust that Hashem is going to make it. This, this, sometimes you have to say, this had to happen. But he went on. So the continuation of Torah is, is, what's, is what's so uh, special about the day. Um, and also, what happened, the perspective changed. What does that mean? Uh, Rabbi Shem Yechai, when he was, we all know the story, he was in a cave 12 years, he came out, and they told him that, right, the, the, the Romans, uh, the, the king, the, the Caesar who's looking for your life, he died or moved away, forgot about it. And he came out of the cave and he saw somebody uh, doing, doing a virus and, and not, being, not learning a whole day working. And he, he looked at them with his eyes, he fired, he burnt them, burnt them up. And Hashem said, La Basel came and says, That's not, I didn't take you out of the cave to, 
burn up Yidin. We understand what it is because he was so so holy, holy, holy in in in, in earth deep learning Torah twenty four seven, right? So he was so holy. So he couldn't imagine somebody who was just you know not not spending any time learning. But they told him that, that's not your business. It's not, not your business, but I, that's not the idea. That's not you don't burn people up. Go back in your cave. He went back in a year, and during that year. He, he changed his perspective. He was still the same holy, holy of holies. He came out and he saw a person running with um, two branches of Adasim and he said, what, what is it? He says, it's almost Shabbos, I'm running it. One is Shammar, one Hadassim is summon for Shammar. Hadassim, well, in, in Israel you see a lot, especially the Sephardim, run, right? <coughs> running with it. <coughs> and it smells so good in Israel. Here, here the ones don't smell as good. But there it smells uh, great. And one was one is uh, for Zachar, one is for Shammar, one is for Zachar. And he said, okay, big deal. You see all this, all this fire and marriage Israel have them, right? But he was like so, he, says, he, he fell in love with the guy. And he says, wow, that's so special. That's so amazing. You're special. You could die that this whole world, right? What happened to him? He was just like so big deal. Like, you know, he, the guy wasn't learning. He wasn't harving. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't create Chidushim. What happened? He changed his perspective. That, cha- and j- that changed his perspective. He was created a gadol. He created a gadol b'Yisrael. And that's what Hashem wants. Hashem wants Moshe Rabbeinu is what Moshe Rabbeinu do. He fought for the Yidin. You're going to destroy them? Hashem, destroy me also. And he was very, very much like that. I'll tell you a story about what happened. The, his whole perspective changed. And um, so he, he says, and until he said... He says, I'm going to make sure nobody burns in, in Gehenna. I will to every single one up, not only now from the Dairis. So he was like a fighter of Yidin. You, your sinning doesn't matter. I, I, so that, that's an ama- that's, he, cre- he created a Gadol. He created himself a Gadol. So the Taira and the Kedusha and the, the, the Sayyid he had already from the 12 years. And then that other year, he developed... So he became a perfect God. It's such a simcha that, that, that that's what we had because we needed it. And I'll tell you the story that, that would happen. What happened was, it's a Gemara in... It's a Gemara. So it's, it's actually a Zayar brings down... I believe it's a Gemara. It's a, definitely a Zayar. What happened was, right? You, you mentioned the story, right? The, um, the Malach. Okay, two stories. Number one, but to show his love. The story is just to show his love for Klai Yisrael. There was a plague in Lud, and that's where he lived. And he, uh, they told him, there's a plague, people are dying, there's, there's corona, and it's in India. India people are, are dying, they're on the streets. It's similar, so, so, so picture that scene. Right, now they just got it. They're a little delayed, and Nebuch. Um, they don't have the right uh, capacity for, for, for health care. Baruch Hashem, we live in, in this country, at least it's a little bit easier. Anyway, there was a plague over there in Lud, and he went around and he said... He was guys, he says, in my city there should be a plague, plague go away. And the Rabbi Hashem said, listen to Hashem HaYichai, he decrees a plague should go away, it went away, it's gone, it's over. Not, not even, there was no mandate even for masks anymore. That's how, that's how it went. Uh, that was one, so another story was that w- one time he came out of his house, a base Medrash, and the, it was dark, it was the middle of the day. Eclipse, right, we all know, so that's what we said. We all would say, it's eclipse of the sun. He said, no, 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 something's going on, let me investigate. So he, he walked, and he walked, and he sees um, a, a malach, and the malach was uh, as high as a mountain, and he had 
dirty, fiery things coming out from his mouth. <coughs> and he said, Malach, can I help you? And he said, um, I came to destroy, the, the Rabban Shalom sent me to destroy the world. There were, were t- too much Averis going on over here, too much not good things. I'm destroying the world. He said, uh-uh. I want you to go back and tell Hashem that, um, oh, the Malach said that if there's 30, like by Avram, if there's 30 tzaddikim in the world, then I wouldn't destroy it, but there isn't 30 tzaddikim. So he sent them back and he said, no, no, uh, you can't destroy Go back to Hashem and said, I said, I don't let. So he goes back to Hashem and Hashem said, no, no, I told you to destroy. I told the Malach, listen to me. I told you to destroy the world. Don't listen to that yid. Just, just ignore him. Don't, don't listen to him. Just go do your job. He comes back and he said to him, uh, tell Hashem. I said, no, 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 I'm not telling Hashem. I told Hashem already that there's less you than that you're. He said, told him that, that him and his son is a tzaddik. He said, it didn't work. He told me I shouldn't listen to you. He, so, so Shem Ha'echai said to him, listen to me, Malach. I'm, I'm warning you right now. If you destroy the world, what I'm going to do is like, I'm just thinking of the story. Like if he destroys the world, he's not around to do anything to him. But, okay. He says, if you try that, maybe if you try destroying the world, I'm going to banish you to a place that you're not going to go back to Shemayim. And we all know that Malachim thrive on, on serving Hashem in their way and in their Shemayim. So he got really scared. He says, what do I do? Back to Shemayim, listening to God. Shemayim, God, Shemayim, I, I don't know what to do. He was all confused. And a Baskal came out and he says, look at Rav Shem God decrees and he, and he, and he nullifies. And so that's what Zayar Kader says, the story. But that shows what, what a real God, this is a Godel. Godel fights for his people that are sinners. The world was, was, was at that point, had to be destroyed. There weren't 30 righteous people. There weren't in, in the whole world. Right? Can you imagine that? And yet, Rabbi Shimon is saying, no, 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 Hashem, this is, you, you're not doing that to your kids. I'm fighting for them. And Hashem appreciates, in other words, he appreciates, now, didn't you know, don't, don't you think that Hashem knew that he's going to stop them? And, and, yeah, he knew that, but he wanted them. That was the whole point. He wanted, he wanted to show the world, like, are, are you ready to destroy? You have Shimon, his, his chus. So Rabbi Shimon has, he has that chus uh, of really saving, and that's what his life was, his mohuses. Doesn't change. Doesn't change after after death. Fakir, he's closer up to Shemaim, so we could daven and um, we could um, we could uh, what's it called? He could we could, he could through through his chos, right? It's a very interesting thing. I saw that um, that um, that it's from the Stalin or Aaron of Stalin, right? So uh, actually, I Baruch Hashem, thank you everyone for coming for the, the simcha. Of my uh, my daughter to uh, the tabax, so actually I learned this before I went there, and I was going to ask them because my mechutin is from Stalin, I, and uh, I was going to ask him to understand this base iron. But I thought about it, and I think I think I got it. The base iron of Stalin. Okay, here, here help me out over here. The base iron of Stalin says as follows: very 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 powerful thing, but it's it's sometimes you could see it as a little. He says, "Call me. I'm going to read it to you." Okay, call me Sheyesh Amuna. Brabi Shimon Bayechai, Yesh Loi Chizik, Brab Shimon Bayechai. He's going to have anybody that has a Muna. Wait, well, this is okay. I'm going to talk, explain it, and, and ask you to help me soon. But but I'll, I'm just touching you. Call me Shiesh a Muna Brab Shimon Bayechai. Anyone that has a Muna in Brab Shimon Bayechai, Yesh Loi Chizik. He has, he has up. What's the what's a Chizik? He has uplifting, uplifting inspiration, not inspiration. 
strength from, right? Chizik is going to help him out. Chizik from Rav Shem Yechai, right? And who lechol? He says, oh no, he says Kashem Shem He's comparing him to Hashem. This is my problem. Kashem Shem Yisbaruch, who lechol? Kach Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon Yechai, who lechol? Afilo lepuchusim. That says even so. He says just like God cares and loves for everybody. So my my problem my my problem my not understanding of this Besaron is that it sounds like Chasisham yeah yeah go you go to God you go to Abshimin you know so that's why I wanted to ask him what I didn't get a chance but what does this mean what does our army mean but I think he means tell me if I'm if you think I'm right I think he doesn't mean Chasisham of course Shimon has you know even if. Even if Hashem, he, he, he annuls a decree of Hashem, of course Hashem could say, I'm not listening to you and destroy the world, right? Or do whatever he wants to do. But he's trying to say is that Rabbi Shimon was a fighter. He's fought like Hashem. In other words, he was a fighter like Hashem. Therefore, therefore he, you could get chizik from him. Not that you could davening to Rabbi Shimon. We're not davening to Rabbi Shimon. No way. We're davening to the Ban Shalom and always. And after always, and any tzaddik, we go to any tzin, you go to no matter how great he is. We're not davening to that tzaddik that we never, we never are. In the schos of the tzaddik, and, and sometimes, there's actually a machlekes if you're allowed to ask the tzaddik to help Hashem, or you can ask Hashem in the schos, but definitely it's to Hashem, it's only Hashem, but the schos of the tzaddik, the tzaddik can fight for us, and will fight for us, for Hashem, as our, like hiring keviyachal, the best, the best lawyer, you know, the ones that are, uh, you know, the, the, that are getting the big, big bucks, and can even acquit, you know, OJ or somebody like that, um, like which is amazing. But you know, that's it. If 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 they could acquit OJ, Hashem can acquit us. You know, that's we didn't we didn't kill anybody, right? So for sure, that's I think that's the shot. If you you agree with me, that's uh, in other words, I I just don't. But it's a very very powerful thing to say, Rabbi Shimon. But that's um, right. Right, but it's a saying that you have. If you have a muna, part of seeing a Yeshua, he says, is to have a muna in Reb Shimon. What do you mean a muna? So what does that mean? Tzadik. That might be a little scary. He says every tzaddik is like that. When you go for like when he talks about Yaakov and Rachel, right? Yaakov said, if you don't believe in my power of Dominic Hashem, then I can't help you because right. you have to believe in the power. Right. But obviously, that power is the Dominic Hashem. Is the Dominic Hashem. Hashem right? Right. The Magda Yesharim says. It says in the pasuk, "Adam ubehemir tashi Hashem." Right. So, how do you say that? Adam ubehemir tashi Hashem. What does that mean? That means is like that. Even Adam, Adam is a person, a, a well-respected, a, a, a person that does the right thing. Ubehema. Some people act like behemoths. Tashi Hashem. Hashem will help. And the gematria of those words, by the way. I do the math. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? So, so many things. This this tells us that that in the merit of of, of Shemayachai, Hashem will help even those that act like behemoths that don't act. Um, okay. So the, the story of the vision to Rebbe, who this the the uh, well not major story, but when there was the vision to Rebbe, his children who were very big tzaddikim came. Somebody called out and said, "Make room." It was. Lagba Imran, it's obviously very packed. And they said, Make room of Shim, uh, the Vision of Rebbe's children are here. So there was a lady there that heard that, and she called out. She says, We're all children of Shimba Yechai. I love that because sometimes you see, like, in these Mukaimas that, you know, 
this protection to these, uh, you know, people, and then like all the pasha that you didn't like us, you know, get pushed aside. But she said, "We're all children of Shem And the uh, Imre, the Imre Emes was there. Imre Chaim, I'm sorry. And he says he loved it. He had a lot of hana from that woman that she, what she said, that we're all children. He said she's a hundred percent Emes. And in, in by by his kever, there's nobody. That's how he was. He was a, a lover of everything. So, um, so that's that's very very. So, what's the condition? So, how do we we want to get there? First of all, we, we can't get there. So, the Swamikta should say that yes, if we don't get there, Milo says that <coughs> we can't get there for whatever reason is. We can still zap in like it's electricity, just like electricity. We can have electricity from miles miles away. We can have the electricity of Shimon. But how do we do that? What do we do? So he says is that one of the conditions is is that the Batanur says, brings from Batanur, that is to make a good Kabbalah, and, doesn't, and it doesn't have to be, and it should not be anything hard, but it should be something small, but it's a Kabbalah, and what does the Kabbalah do? It changes the person. Now you're saying, you're going to learn five minutes a day, right? You're going to, um, you're going to try to say Shema with Kavana, right? Just Shema Yisrael, Shem Elkein, Shem Echad, you have to say it with Kavana, you have to know what you're saying, right? So now all of a sudden, you know, yesterday you were a year that just said Shema sometimes with, sometimes not. Today, you're a year that always tries to say Shema, even if you didn't do it one time. You didn't even get to Marv. you become a different person. Once you become a different person, Nisim can attach to you because you're not who you were. So he says that that's a very good way to, uh, want, that's one way. And another way is to believe in that, that he, Taka, has the Koyak. Of course, Hashem and Hashem. He's to believe in it for whatever whatever reason is. So those uh, those two things, and 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 there's a lot of things that we have to um, to daven for. One, I know, of course, we have to daven. We have daven extra hard on Lagba Eimer, right? We're going to have an amazing Lagba Eimer party, right? This coming up, Mitzvah and uh, it's going to be amazing. But we shouldn't forget the main things. Of course, it's nice to sing around the fire and to. And to eat, uh, you know, top, top shelf, uh, you know, uh, meats and, and stuff like that. Don't it's sphira. nice. What? Don't forget sphira. And of course, don't forget <laughs> sphira. But don't forget the the kayach of the day. The kayach of the day comes from davening, from tapping in. If you, you want to say tehillim, say tehillim. Uh, so a couple of things we have to invest in tefillah. One, one thing is we have to daven for good children. The Gemara says that once you daven for children like Rav Shimon Yechai, can imagine like, you know, like in this day and age, you know, yeah, I'm going to daven for a kid like Rav Shimon Yechai. Like who are fooling? But no, the Gemara says, the Gemara says that. And the Mechus explains that it's talking about davening in Lag Baimer. Right? You daven for it and you never know, you know. Another one is so when it's not like Rav Shimreicha, it's it's on that level of, of our generation. In our generation, he was like Rav Shimreicha then, so it's not so far off, far, far fetched. Another thing is we down for Parnasa. According to the Medrash, the Mun, which signifies Parnasa, Mun falling, right? We all say Hashem, come, let it let it fall. The Mun started falling on Lagba Emer. And Yerushalmi says a story that once he needed money, you know, he's sitting at Rabbi Shemrecha, he, he didn't need money, obviously not, he's sitting, you know, knee deep, uh, neck deep in, in dirt, and then he was, he was happy, <laughs> learning Torah. <clears throat> but for whatever reason was, that somebody had, they needed money, for a fool, whatever it was, he says, valley, valley, filled with coins, and the whole valley filled with gold coins. So you see that he has a koyach, 
the to daven and his chus of that he of of money also. So let's tap into that um, and daven for a four, right? Because Shimon Bar Yechois is same gematria as Urif Isov, Urif Isov, and I will heal you. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, the tzemach, you do the math, Elio, uh, but I trust uh, Meilach. The uh, the tzemach tzedek teaches us that the maron is is also maron without the yud melech rofe nemon verachmon. So that's uh, that's uh, okay. So so we, there's many many stories. There's so many stories. I don't even know which ones to pick. He had so many stories of of refuah, but um, there was a story of um, there was a story of a uh, bacher. His name is uh, Meirovitz who was shot in the leg during uh, one of the, uh, the, one of the uh, Arabs, one of the roads that they used to... So, just a couple years ago, he was shot in the leg, and um, he was out hiking, and by the time he got back to Yerushalayim, and there was nobody, nobody there with him, and he actually had to make it back himself, <coughs> and um, by the time he got back, it was so infected... That they told him it's it's beyond it. blood infected. We, we we have to um, amputate, right? And he cried and cried, and it was right before Maron. Right before um, Lag Vayimer, he said, "I want to first go to Maron." They said, you, "You're going to get blood poison. What, what are you crazy? No, no, no. I I want to. I'll come back if I need to. Tomorrow, the next day, whatever." So he asked his friend to please take him to Maron. They said, "Are you crazy? You have to take. We have to take buses or." So they pulled together and they rented um, a a van where he was able to lay down. He didn't, and they took be able to took, take him up. They took him up, and he went into the tzion and he davened and he said, "Listen, this is." He said, "I'm the only one in my family. My parents were Holocaust survivors, and the, I'm the only one that they had. And I want to continue the uh, tzitkis of my." Messias Nefesh, and my grandparents who died in the Holocaust, my parents who survived the Holocaust, and I want to build a bias Neman, and I can only do that if I have a leg, if I have the ability. And he davened, and he cried, and he came out, and he felt much better. And then he asked his friends, you know what, there was dancing outside in the back, so, of course, he was, whatever, so he told his friends, I, I want to be able to zoich the dance a little, so come here. So he, he helped one guy on one, one arm, the other guy on the other arm, and he says, come dance with me. And they started dancing with him. And, and then he, he, said, he, start, he started putting, as he's dancing, he put his foot down a little bit. And he didn't scream out in pain. And a little bit more, a little bit more. And um, then he told one guy, you know what, I don't need you. I, I, one is enough. Because I'll, I'll have my good leg and, 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 and the bad leg is over here. And he danced with him a little bit more. And he says, oh, wow, you're doing much better. You're too. And then... Shortly, he danced a little bit more. He says, let me try it without it. He, he, went, he went without his friend, and he was able to dance. He was still in pain. And they brought him back. This time they brought him back. He was sitting in the, in the in this front seat of the van, not laying down. And he came back to... Uh, true story, Mayor Robbins, the guy's name is. And he came um, into the um, Yushalayim. He went straight to the hospital. They looked at it. They said, okay... Um, who? What, what strong medication? What what strong medication did you take? That probably is uh, not FDA approved. And what? What you do that? I mean, they said. Bottom line, he said, is, is you see the infection going away? He said, absolutely, it's almost away. And very shortly afterwards, the infection went away, 
and um, he was able to get married and have his, both his legs, and he lived a very, very happy life. And the other story is, this is a famous story he said in many, many years, but it's, it's a crazy story from Rev. Usher Zelig, is that uh, there was a childless couple that um, was, a, w- w- childless couple came down to Moron, they daven, and that year they, they had a child. The mother, the father wasn't able to come. The mother took the child at age three to get a, get a haircut and, and daven Moron. She took him there, but unfortunately that year was a year of, of cholera. That was very much like, uh, but much worse. That was much worse than, than uh, Corona because kids got it and they, they were, they didn't let, kids did not do well at all. They didn't, they didn't have the, and the kid got, got corella, or corella, cholera and um, cried and screamed and, and, and everyone saw and um, Shabbos, it was the same, it was the same, um, oh yeah, it was the same thing, it was Friday, that year was Friday, like like this year, and what happened was on, on um, Friday, right before Shabbos, the kid died, and the lady's screams were piercing through the whole crowd, she said, no, 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 so they took, she decided to take the kid, she took the kid that was limp and dead already, and she brought him to the to the tzion of Rab Shemayichai. And this is all this documented stories. I heard it from many different sources. And she put him in, and she she asked everyone to leave. She closed the door. She said, Rab Shimon, I daven, I daven with you to have this child, to bring up a child for terror, to terror in your Shemayim, and you helped storm the heavens. Now I need you to help bring him back." So I can bring him home and, and bring him up as a, as a true embassy yid. And she left and she cried and she left. And they daven outside the door, outside very shortly afterwards. They heard the, the, the child child's crying, Mommy, water, water, I need water. They came running in. The child was sitting up and they gave him water. And they said that that Shabbos, the place was in electric from that nace, that Shabbos was the Shabbos that they, everyone who saw that nace, there was, there were doctors there that pronounced him dead. There was a non-Jewish British doctors at the time was the British Empire ruled in, in Israel, and there were British doctors there, and they said they never ever saw such a thing. It wasn't documented in 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 the country, and and this was something that was um, amazing. And uh, whatever, this is the Kayach of Shimon. Okay, one last thing is to daven for is Shaduchim. How do we daven for Shaduchim? Because Rav Shimon says that anyone that's in stress, um, that Hashem's gonna, gonna, he helps people in stress, and what's a bigger stress than not finding a zivik? So it's very important to daven. And the story that happened was that a mother was um, going up, she had an older, older bacher, and the bacher's name was Zelig. And she, the Bacha wasn't married. All his friends, he was a good boy. Very good boy. Nice chassidish boy. And all his friends were married. And he was, he was, and she, she decided to go up to uh, Marone. And this is also re- very recently. She goes up to Marone. And on the, in the bus ride, right, to, to pray at, 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 at um, you know, um, at the kever. And for the yard site, and on the bus, she remembers something. She remembers that th- 
28 years ago, 30 years ago, when, before his Zelig was born, they couldn't have kids. And they went up to Maron, him, her and her husband, and they davened their heart out. And they promised, they said, if we have a child, we're going to name him Shimon. What happened? You know, so we sort of forget promises. And they came back, and his father was Nifter that year, and his father was named Zelig. So they said, ah, uh, you know, I'm sure Shimon doesn't mind, you know, he's named the, the father, you know, we don't know if we're going to have another child. So they named him Zelig, and, and she remembers this. So she borrows somebody's cell phone, and she calls up her husband, and she says, oh, I just thought of something. Maybe he's not married because he is... Um, He's, he doesn't have the name of Shimon. You know, Rabbi Shimon, we promised something. We didn't follow through. So he said, "No problem." That was um, so. He ran to Shul that Shabbos. He ran to Shul the uh, and he asked the uh, the Rebbe what to do. The Rebbe says, "Very simple. Buy, buy. You're going to have an Aliyah, and you're going to name. You know, like a Mishnah. Same thing. You could do that. You add on a name. You can add on a name, and after that Aliyah, one or two afterwards, not right afterwards." But you call up the son, so you, he added the name, you should add the name Shimon Zalik. Add the name Shimon Zalik, and then call up this, this boy as his real new name. Shimon Zalik, Ben, whatever, Avram, whatever your father, whatever his name is. So he did that. So he, uh, he, he does it, he calls him up, and then one of the men in Shul comes up to the, to the Gabba and says, what, what, what just happened here? I, I thought his name was Zalik. He said, no, no, now his name is Shimon Zalik. So he said, "Oh no, no." The other the story goes is that is that right away this this guy um, uh, there was a shatchan in shul. He told the shatchan to please go over and tell them I want to do a shidduch with my daughter with this this shemin zeli. So they asked him what happened. So he said, "I got you got this aliyah that this guy Zelig, who he had his eye on. He's one of the guys at Davin the shul. I really like the guy. He's erlich." Um, you know, he was he's he's dick. He was really nice boy. I I liked him. I want. I thought it was personality. His dry sense of humor was perfect for my daughter. I'm not looking at anyone. I'm just just turning this direction. Um, and um, and he said he said this direct both directions. Okay. Um, he was very punny. And um, I thought it was perfect for my daughter. She would appreciate this so much. But what can I do? His name, uh, my name is Zelig, and his name is Zelig. And you know, Chassid said that you don't name from, you don't name, you don't marry off your daughter to someone with the same name as you. So I couldn't do the shidduch. Now his name is Shimon Zelig. It's a different name, by the way. That's that most people say it's not not a problem. Otherwise, there's not that many Jewish names. We'd have a bigger bigger problem. Once it's it's two names. So now it's Shimon Zelig. I have a chance. It did it, and of course, we don't know, have to know the end. It's, he was he's happily married, happily married with many children, and uh, it was all coming from this chosar of Shimon. We should all tap into this great day that's coming up, like Boimer, that's beyond beyond uh, teva, and tap into the extra supernatural powers of Shimon and his uh, tefillas, and we should have tefillas, and we should all see Yeshua, Mr. Hashem, of this. Yer Mamish, Meher Yimenu.